everybody. Welcome to Hood Healing. This is uh, Lydia with the I. <laughs> and this is Lydia with the Y. Welcome to our podcast. And who the hell is it? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our first podcast with a guest. This is, right. this is a first for us. And so today, the theme of our podcast is therapy. So we're going to talk a little bit about demystifying therapy, which means for all you people in the hood, it means, you know, how do we talk about therapy? How do we go to therapy? All that good stuff. And um, what our experiences have been like, because I feel like we, a lot of people are afraid of therapy. um, And they think, you only go to therapy if you're crazy, which is terrible to say. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about our own experiences. And then we've been really fortunate to have our guest today, Roxana. Roxy Foxy, <laughs> talk about her own experience. Mm. And so, um, yeah, so we'll let Roxana introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, will you, ma'am, please? So my name is Roxana. I've known Lydia for about, I would say, 10 plus years now. Lydia with an I. Yeah. I'm going to fix this because I feel like I can hardly hear you. Okay, bye. Um, Don't be scared, girl. It's all right. And, um, I mean, How did you, you know, meet me? I met you through Claudia. That's right. Um, and well, you guys have seen everything that I have been through. Mm-hmm. And I've been in therapy since... 2014 and nice. even until today i am still in therapy that's good that's really good i mean it takes a lot of courage to go to therapy and i think a lot of people don't realize that like they kind of get into their head and they're like i don't need it um and i think that when people think about therapy they're very much in the space of, you know, I only, you know, if I'm weak, I need to go to therapy, which is not true. So, um, you know, I think one thing I that we were talking about yesterday, um, Lydia and I was just, you know, what got you to therapy? Like, how did you start? Like, what, what kind of, I guess, was the pivotal point in which you decided to go? So what did it for me was um, when I ended my relationship, my last relationship, I really went through a lot to the point where like I hit rock bottom, you know, to the point where like I had child services, you know, behind me and they were telling me that I wasn't mentally stable to care for my children. So that's kind of like what pushed me to start therapy. Wow, that's, I think that's definitely something that took a lot of courage. And, you know, I I think sometimes people, you know, feel like that's, that's the only time you should go to therapy. Um, And so what are, what are some things that you feel like, what are some skills that you've learned from therapy that you continue to use um, today, like in your regular life? So, so one of the things that I have learned um, from all these years of therapy is uh, how to live in the now, how to enjoy, 
this moment. Like for example, right now that I'm here, you know, how to learn to enjoy it and, you know, just live within this moment. That's one of the things that I have learned um, throughout the years in therapy that has helped me heal. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it really has changed my mentality, the way that I see things, because I tend to overthink a lot, you know? So when you kind of learn to live in, in the moment, live in the now, that overthinking, it slows down. Yeah. I think that's like such a great point in that like we can let like that anxiety really like take over and you're always thinking about like 10,000 scenarios (laughs) of what could happen. And it's like, it definitely affects, you know, how you are living life and enjoying life. And I remember the first time I went to therapy, I was young. I was only like 22. My parents had gotten divorced. I was like a real hot mess. And I remember my roommate who is white and we're still best friends. (laughs) She's like, girl, you got to go to therapy. And I'm like, we don't go to therapy. (laughs) Our people don't do that. She's like, no, seriously. Like she's somebody who's been, who was in therapy, like when they were a teenager. So, um, we we did this. We all went to therapy. I don't know. It was like this weird thing. Like all of us, all of our friends, like it was like this trendy thing, I guess. So we all started. And I just remember my first therapist was like, how does, how does it feel to try to control everything in your life? Oh, shit. I was like, damn girl, we'll just get straight to the point. Um, but it was true. It was like, I, you can't control everything in your life. And so it gets very challenging because I think so if you spend so much energy on trying to control like all these events, you don't enjoy the the things that are happening now. You know? So it's 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 tough. That's a great skill though. So what uh what about your family? Were they supportive of you going to uh to therapy? So in my family, I have actually been the first person that has ever seeked therapy. So at first, you know, my family's like, oh, no, you don't need therapy. You're not crazy. That's only for crazy people, you know, which is something that you pointed out earlier. But I kept, you know, the more I kept going to my sessions um, and the more I kept opening up to the therapist, I felt comfortable because I was, you know, kind of like letting go of some of the baggage that I had been carrying for years on top of what was happening during that time. So my family, it took them, I would say about almost four years to actually be supportive and understand why I have been in therapy for so many years. Yeah, I think it's like we always talk about it on all our podcasts uh, in a Hispanic family. Like it's not easy for you to go and seek for help, you know, because you're like you said, you're not crazy. Um, Brush it off, you know, go to sleep, take a nap and it'll go away. You know what I mean? So it's kind of. It's kind of crazy. Like uh, my first therapy uh, session that I had, I've only gone to two. So I'm going to catch up to you guys soon. But um, I went to the first one that I went to. I was I'm so happy that my therapist is super chill. He is the funniest dude. And he he's like straight out too. like he cusses like. I had to ask him for permission. Like, is it okay for me to cuss? And he said, fuck, yeah, it is. Tell me what you fucking feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 
I feel like, I mean, I haven't told my family that I go to therapy, but I feel that if I did, they would have the same reaction. Like, why are you going to therapy? Like, you're not crazy. Like, you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because they grew up not knowing anything about therapy, yeah. you know? How were your parents, Lydia, when, uh, did you tell them that you were going to therapy or you just went on your own? Um, I went on my own. And when I did tell my mom, she's like, well, you need it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so do you, girl. So do you. Um, So, you know, my mom has always been pretty supportive about about me going. But um, I think that when I talk about the things that my therapist says about our relationship dynamic, she tends to really be dismissive, like, oh, you know, that's just, that's not true. Or you're, you know, um, there's a really good book that we will eventually talk about called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. And, you know, we were talking about this book yesterday because, you know, when you have, when you have parents who have not been able to meet your needs emotionally, it leaves you in a really tough place when you become an adult or when you become a parent because you, you tend to kind of, you know, get in this place where you're having trouble dealing with the negative emotions. It's usually negative emotions when we're talking about that, um, that emotional immaturity. Where it especially in, you know, like the, the Latino, like, like Latinx, Latina culture is, you know, no pasa nada. Like everything's okay. Like you're all right. Um, and even when kids cry, I, I, it just kills me to hear people go, if you don't stop crying, I, you know, and like threatening children to, because they're sad or they're trying to express their emotions. I, you know, as a parent, you can feel very helpless when your child has negative emotions. So you struggle if you haven't been taught how to do that. And I think that when we, you know, I think the gift is that when you do that work, I think, you know, I wish that I had that opportunity when I was ready to become a mom tat, like all this information is out there. Now you're like, whoa, you know, um, yeah, I really fucked my kid up. just kidding. But, um, you know, you, you, it's a gift to be able to start working on yourself and like change the narrative for your family. And although, you know, I, I, I think, you know, therapy is always a good tool and it should be one of many tools we use to like heal ourselves, to, um, become the people that we feel we are. And I just think, um, it's it's a gift. I think for you guys, it's going to be a gift to be able to do this work before you become parents. Um, so you have you have the opportunity to to do that. So, um, yeah, uh, that's what I was telling Susie the other night. Um, after one of my sessions, I told her like I'm happy that I'm actually going to therapy because when we have our kid, like I'm going to make sure to first off not treat them the way. Or bring them up the way I was brought up, you know what I mean? And also, um, as they get older, remind them that it's okay for them to talk to, you know, to a therapist if they need to, like, drive them there, like, be supportive of them, you know what I'm saying? Because even now, like, when I talk to my niece um, about, like, therapy, she'll tell me that some of, like, her friends are, they they don't want to go because they're scared or 
their parents won't let them or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to remind people constantly, like even your friends, even adults, grownups, you have to constantly be reminding them like, hey, you know what? It's okay for you to go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay for you to seek help when you need it. So yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Like hopefully when we have our baby, I'm going to make sure to uh, let them know it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to have feelings. Yes. Um, so, you know, speaking of which Roxana, like what are, how do you, how have you noticed like your relationships have changed since you started therapy? Like, do you approach things in a different way? Like when you have conflict or when you're expressing feelings, like how has that changed for you since you started therapy or what has that kind of taught you? So for sure, one of the things that therapy has taught me is emotional intelligence. You know, which is why um, when I am confronted with conflict, I'm very calm. You know, I, I don't get mad. It takes a lot for me to get mad because in my mind, you know, like, let's say if you just start telling me mean things, I'll, I'll be looking at you like, oh, my God, like, why is she being so mean? I'll try to understand where you're coming from. You know, so that way I don't react in a way where like, I don't want to, I don't want to be mean back, you know? So it's like, um, like I said, it has taught me a lot of, um, emotional intelligence, which has actually, it, you can see it now in the relationships that I have now. I think that's so important. Like just that, um, increase, like increasing empathy, right? Like, I wonder what's going on for that person. Um, I, and I don't do this all the time, <laughs> but I, you know, I did this training for work and I kind of like started to do all these trainings and it was like a lot of like, you know, asking this question of like, I wonder what's happening for that person. And it was actually, um, a training that I did to, to work with families who have, um, uh, you know, who have young children. And, you know, instead of just saying like, oh, this parent doesn't care, you're like, I wonder what's happening for this parent that they're struggling to connect with their child or whatever, you know. But I started to kind of do that f with in my own personal life. Like what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, when I am at home, I'm like, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but I, I started to do this thing where I was like, you know, with my own child, like, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Cause I know that, you know, I, I'll, I'll say, cause before it was like when I had like, let's say I had an attitude with my own parents, they would be like, you know, you're acting XYZ, you're acting like a brat, you have an attitude and I would get disciplined. But little did they know I was really struggling. I was really, really depressed. And those were all like red flags for that. But instead of saying like, I can see you're struggling, they disciplined me for that. And you know, that just makes you feel worse. So I was really committed to try to do that with my own child. I think at first I really struggled because middle school was really hard for all of us. And um, then I started <clears throat> this like class with Kaiser. It was like this for teens. It was like the parents went in one room, the kids went in another. And they kind of talked about all these different subjects and they had the kids kind of process. It was almost like group therapy for the kids and kind of like for the parents too, really. And I just never forget the therapist was like, 
You know, they're going through so much internal change and turmoil that we often just take that behavior for face value and we just automatically assume what the intention is. And so she was like, start to ask, like, what's happening for you? I noticed you did this and I'm just worried. And how that might change your relationship. So sometimes it's a, I see something's going on. Tell me what's going on with you. And sometimes it's like, what's your problem today? Um, But, you know, but it takes so much emotional intelligence that we may not have had the luxury in our families to build. And so now we're doing it as adults. (laughs) Oh, here we are. (laughs) <laughs> no, I can honestly say that, like you said, we've been, we've been by your side throughout this whole, you know, your whole journey. And like me and Susie say it all the time, like, we don't know if you hear it from, you know, your family or other people, but we're proud of you. Like you've came a long way. Like we were with you with, you know, some of the, the problems that you went through and, you know, um, You've been through a lot, and I can honestly say that you have come like a long, long way, and we're proud of you. And if you don't hear that at home or from your other friends, like you have done so much and you do so much for your kids, you know what I'm saying? Like you bust your ass at work, like you know, uh, you seeked help when you needed it, you know what I'm saying? And like if you if no one's told you, like you're a good person, and we're proud of you, and we're proud of the person that you're gonna become, continue to become, you know what I'm saying? Um, you just got to give it your all, you know, and I know you have a lot of um, have bad days because you reach out to Susie and I and and uh, you're not alone. OK, anytime you need anything like you can continue to hit us up. And if we're busy, we'll hit you up as soon as possible. You know that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm proud of you. Like I can honestly say that I'm proud of the person that you're becoming, the person that that you're that you're wanting to become for your kids as well. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you cried before I did, too. <laughs> And aren't you in charge of the tissue budget? I know, dude. God damn, girl. Come on. Get on it. Oh. Hell, my bad. I didn't mean to make cry. I just want you to know that because I feel like a lot of the times people don't um, give you enough credit, especially when you come and you talk to us about things. Like, you do so much for your family, and I feel like credit's not given where it's supposed to, you know? And you've fucking, you've changed your life, like, big time. Because yeah. I remember when I first met you, I told you, damn, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But no, but for real, it's like you, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. And I'm happy that we had you on here because I, I told her that I think she would be perfect for the whole therapy um, session or uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she, I, I swear, she's just trying to get people on here to make them cry. So then everyone's distracted from like her crying. It's going to happen, girl. And that's okay. It's okay to cry. Like, it is. Like, we're already thinking, all right, we're thinking about our, our shirts that we're going to make it and we're going to put se vale llorar, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it, it's just, I think the therapy is honestly helping me a lot. Like, even when I'm in there, like, I told Susie, like, the first time that I went to my therapy, I wanted to cry. Like, I seriously did. Like, I felt the knot in my throat. If I was me back then, where I would allow people to, you know, walk over me or allow people to make me feel some type of way, for sure I would have been bawling. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm getting stronger and, you know, I'm realizing, excuse me, a lot of things, I, I don't cry, you know, like, and the therapist told me too, like, 
you had a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about a, a lot. Like, I'm surprised you haven't cried. At the second session when he was, he's a really nice guy. He even walked me out to my car. Like, he told me, like, another session with no tears. Like, you're strong. You're a strong motherfucker. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I am, dude. But I'm saying, like, if it was me back then, for sure, I would be crying. And for sure, if we were doing this back then, I would for sure be the first one to cry. I'd probably cry in every single one. Well, I might. So it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I think it, you know, therapy is so good at giving you like these skills, right? Because, you know, you, at the end of the day, we have to go home and be with ourselves. So we have to do the work. And I think one thing, you know, like being in therapy for like 20 years off and on, uh, one thing I've learned is that it doesn't fix you quote unquote, because I think a lot of people think, well, if I go to therapy, I'm going to turn out to be this like person that has no, <laughs> no issues and everything's going to be perfect. And that's not true, you know? Um, but I think it does help you like examine your behavior, learn what is unhealthy, try to learn like new healthy behaviors that you can do. Um, and I also think, you know, it's like in addition to therapy, there's a lot of other ways that we can, you know, heal ourselves. So I'm just wondering, like, what are some of the things that you do? I know you go hiking. And I'm just wondering a little bit more about, like, how maybe it <laughs> maybe it hasn't helped you. But I mean, I'm wondering about that, too. Like, do you feel like that's something that's kind of helped you? It helps you your mental health? Uh, yes, the hiking, uh, it really does help me. And also another thing um, that actually dragged me into hiking is because about a year ago, I was introduced into spirituality. Because prior to that, I would always like, I don't have a religion. You know, even though I was raised Catholic, I was like, I'm not Catholic. You know, I believe in the universe. I believe in evolution. But then someone introduced me to spirituality. And I have actually, you know, been so into that and I feel that I have connected so much where I go hiking at least for this year I go hiking every weekend both Saturday and Sunday and that's the way that I say that I keep myself grounded I like that I like that so what specifically like what was your spiritual journey? I'm curious about that. Like what, like what did you start to do? And like, what do you kind of d- engage in now? Like brujería or? <laughs> no, it's not brujería. So like I started with the whole crystals, you know, I started with the whole crystals and the whole cleansing. And then, um, you know, I like when I see like the triple or double digits, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the universe talking to me. But it's like when I'm out there, like in the middle of nowhere, no reception. I think that's the best part because, you know, I usually go to the forest and I lose reception. So even if it's like two hours of disconnection from the world, it's like I get to enjoy nature. You know, it's like I, I found something that in reality I enjoy a lot, which is hiking. She goes hiking and she eats, uh, she eats a shit. Last week she <laughs> ate shit. <laughs> what? She fucking flew off of a fucking mountain or something, she said. She fucking came in here limping and crying with blood all over her pants. And <laughs> Oh, like she, okay, she fell. I thought you meant like literally. I was like, what? <laughs> she went hiking uh, with her boo 
Sorry, guys. She's taken. Uh, she went hiking with her boo uh, last weekend, and she came over, and her legs were all scraped up. She's all saying that she almost fell and that somebody saved her life, and I don't know what. And <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what happened. <laughs> so we decided to go rock climbing, right? Um, because we didn't want to walk another hour to go to the top of the waterfall. So we decided to go rock climbing, and, of course, I'm short, and, you know, I have short legs. So I went the wrong way. So I had to cross to the right. I went to the left. So as I'm trying to cross to the to the right side of the mountain, my foot slipped. So then here I am trying to, you know, grab myself through the with the rocks. But of course, with these claws on, it didn't help. So I was literally just going down. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. She said she, left, she saw her life pass before her eyes. No, 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 no. You said that. You no, said you saw I, said, <laughs> I said I didn't see my la- my life, you know, like the video, like the, how they say. I was like, so I knew I was going to be fine. I just thought I was never going to be able to walk. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about like if you want to, um, but not to put you on the spot. But how, how do you think therapy has just helped like even your romantic relationships or just like dating? Because I feel like... Um, you know, if we're not aware of ourselves and then we're trying to enter in relationship with someone else, I think we can go in and just like be a hot mess. And then we meet a hot mess and it's just like a mess. Right. But like, how do you think that that has really helped you, you know, um, find like people? Cause I feel, well, I'll back up a second, but I'm really, I feel very strongly about energy like people give off energy like when someone is struggling i'm like ooh, like i feel it and when someone is like in a good place you feel it too um which i which i think is a big reason why you are here because i feel like when you are in that place where you're like seeking out ways to improve yourself you tend to attract the people that are doing that too so it's almost like everything is like you know how they say serendipitous, like it's all like, I'm all woo. Okay. Um, anyways, but I think that it's true though, because you think about like who you met when you were younger and in a bad place. And then now you're, you know, it, you don't have to talk about your situation right now, if you, unless you want to, but like, you know, thinking about your life as you've gone through therapy and the different quality of people in that space, like how have you noticed changes? So, yeah, it's all about the positive vibes. <laughs> and I mean, if I think about it back then, I was like the toxica. Like, seriously. <laughs> Super toxica. Like, slashing tires and slashing shit. Slashing tires, fucking brujeria, <laughs> fucking la black candle. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> me and Susie were even scared to be around her. We're like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We didn't get scared. But, I- but now. You know, now it's like, um, it's like, I, I know what I'm looking for in a relationship, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be the toxic anymore and I don't want to toxical, you know, so it's like just being in therapy and being able to recognize, you know, maybe when I'm not doing okay mentally and being able to recognize that in myself and being able to communicate it to my partner. I think that that really does help. So tell us a little bit about uh, how Bay has been very supportive. Has Bay been supportive of you going to therapy? He he's not aware of it. 
Uh, it was she. So it's he. It's he. Yes, it's a he. <laughs> well, he knows now. I'm just kidding. Um, so, but I'm your partner is supportive of you going to therapy. Yes, that's good. That's good. My partner's very supportive too. Frank's pretty supportive, right? Unless he wants to deal with this ass, <laughs> he has to be. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, um, I had been, you know, obviously I went to therapy on and off and, and, um, uh, I started to go back to therapy. And I think that I kind of realized like a lot of what you're doing is not okay. Um, and so we had to have a conversation about that. And it wasn't like, I'm gonna leave you. I asked unless you go to therapy. Um, it wasn't anything like that, but I just, I remember saying like, I want you to enjoy life. Cause I felt like he was, he was not in a good place, like mentally. And I think that I just said like, you have a lot of trauma that comes up when you are in a, you know, triggered, like if, <clears throat> you know, if something is stressful, the way that we react to stressful situations is very, is very different. Um, and so we had to kind of get to like, we started to read this book and I was like, okay, I know what my trauma response is. My trauma response is like flight, like get the fuck out of here. Let's wrap. I have literally ran and left in places because I'm like, I'm getting out of here, bro. Like peace. <laughs> and I'm like in a zombie apocalypse. You're, you're probably going to get eaten and I'm going to be running down that damn street like freaking Carl Lewis. He is a freezer. So like when we used to get into like an, a disagreement or like when we would argue, he would just completely shut down. And it was very frustrating because I felt like we could never really talk about anything hard because he would just sit there and like literally not say anything. I'm like, hello, Bueller, Bueller, is anyone home? And um, so I just noticed there's a lot, he had, he's had a lot of, of stuff happen in this past year and a half. And I just told him, I just think you really need this. And, um, so he started it. He was really scared because I think he, there's a portion, a pretty large portion of his early childhood he does not remember. And usually that's severe trauma. And he was like, I'm afraid of what I'll remember. Oh, sorry, that's like really like sad to to think about like that somebody is in that place where they're like there's something so bad I know happened to me and I just don't even want to think about it. And so anyways, so then he he went and I said this is, you know, it's good for you to to know that this was not your fault. Because when you're little, you think you grow up thinking that you were bad. You weren't good enough for your parents to treat you in a good way. And I think now I'm trying to help him make the connection of, you, you know, a lot of our parents were traumatized and some more than others, especially when you have immigrant parents who come here, like that's a, a hard traumatic journey. I mean, imagine like going to another country, you don't know the language. Some of, you know, some people come and it's like a harrowing like journey, literally. And, um, you know, you think about all these stories, you know, you think about all these stories that 
everybody sort of like tells in secret about families. And then you think about, well, how do you, how do you then process that? Cause you're not just processing your immediate trauma. A lot of times you're like helping to process your parents' trauma, mm-hmm. your grandparents' trauma. And so I think therapy kind of like gave him the words to understand those experiences that he had. And, you know, when you have your own kids, you're like, shit, you know, like, how do I change it for them? Because I don't want them to experience that. Um, But then you also have gone through these experiences and you're like, well, this is just what happens in our family. So you don't know it. That's, I think that's the shocker when you're in therapy. Cause it's like, you go in there and you're like, oh yeah. So <laughs> my dad used to do this or my mom used to do this. And your therapist is sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> like literally, like they are like, dude, that's trauma. That's traumatic. This is why you are doing this shit. Um, and I think that was hard for him, but I'm like, listen, you know, this is just something that you have to do. This is the hard part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think it, it was a gift to himself. No, I'm just agreeing. I'm saying like, yeah, it is. You know what I mean, like I'm telling you, uh, I kind of didn't tell you everything that happened yesterday. But um, when I was talking to my therapist um, and I was telling him everything because he's like, just shoot it at me. Just tell me what you have in mind, you know, what you're feeling. And I started telling him and he was just like, you're making me sweat. He was just like, you know, um, you're a strong, strong person, you know, he's like, first, A, for not crying. You know what I mean? He's like, because you've been through a lot. He's like, and I I don't know why it took you so long to come here. You know, and I was like, well, because I never knew about therapy. She and you were the, the ones that, I mean, I would hear you talk about it, you know what I'm saying? But back then I was that person who thought, I don't need therapy. You know what I'm saying? But once I started talking to her and, you know, she would, we would have our, our, you know, late nights, you know, eating out and, uh, and, uh, and talking like she would talk about it. You know how I think you need therapy. Like you should go to therapy, you know, like you, you have a lot of trauma that you need to, you know, get out and it would really help you. And honestly, I feel like it has, but the therapist even told me like, why did it take you so long? And my response was, I never knew about therapy. I never knew that it was okay for me to to go seek help. You know, I thought all the help that I needed would be coming from my parents, gr- uh, coming from my grandma and my grandpa. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, no, it, it, that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Everyone's like, damn, Lydia's making everybody go to therapy. I'm like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So, um, how has your relationship changed with your family since you started like therapy? Like, do you talk about some of the stuff that has come up for you, um, and been able to kind of even just tell them or, or process that? Or do you just are like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change things or. So my relationships with my family has changed a lot because now I, I am more distant from my family, you know, um, and it's because I realized in therapy, I realized that a lot of my relationships were very toxic. 
you know, and like I mentioned, you know, when I got into the spirituality, you know, and just going to therapy, it made me realize that the relationships were no good for me. And even though like it hurt me because, you know, it's people that I grew up with all my life, you know, but I was like, yeah, but instead of them being supportive, instead of them helping me grow, they're just pulling me down. You know, the envy's there, you know, the, the, even like, if it was joking around when they're like, Oh, you're such a loser or, Oh, you know, you're, so, you're doing this bad. Like it, it hurts, but you know, and then that's one thing too, that, um, I started setting boundaries. So now, I mean, I've told you, you know, like how I like, I'm usually by myself, you know, and that's something that I learned from therapy. I, I have learned to live on my own and not depend on anyone. And also I have a lot of self love. That's great. That's really good. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Be serious. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's also, I think when you start to identify like all of these behaviors that are unhealthy, right? Sometimes you can lose people in your life. And I think sometimes that's the hard realization when you're in therapy. You're like, God damn it. (laughs) I can't, you know, um, I, I can't surround myself with this energy anymore. It's, it's not okay. And, um, you know, but I always, I always, you know, I remember seeing like this meme because I think recently I did like this, like spring cleaning of people in my life where I kind of was like, you know, I had hung on to people because of just different reasons. Um, and I just thought to myself, like, is this person actually bringing like, good energy value is a reciprocity in the relationship. Like we can get into those relationships where it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm always the one doing and this other person is not. And um, even, you know, family wise, it's like that. I think in, you know, in our culture, it's so hard because the expectation is this like interdependence without boundaries. And, And so for people that don't know, like interdependence is where you're like basically living as one. And so when you start to put boundaries, it's like, what the fuck's going on here? I remember I told my mom, like, I need to set boundaries. She's like, we're Mexican. There is no such thing as boundaries. And I'm like, well, now there is. Now we're changing that because if you don't do that, then you're just going to end up resenting people. Like here I am. You know, I mean, I know people that financially support their families and they're barely making it themselves. And it's like, I understand helping people when, who are, are struggling or, you know, maybe your parents live with you, but they help you, you know, with childcare or whatnot. But when you have people that are like just, you know, always the ones who are taking and never giving, it's just really difficult. So you kind of have to start to choose like your chosen family. Right. And so I guess like in that respect, are you, have you started to do that? Like build your chosen family and people that you can, I know these, these people over here are part of that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, um, now I pretty much, I, 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 I can say that it's just me and my, my two kids. You know, that's my family. And I mean, and I have my parents and, you know, my brothers 
and my sisters, but it's not like a really close relationship. You know, it's just there because, you know, obviously they're my immediate relatives, but even, even with my parents, you know, with now that I'm in therapy, how you were mentioning, you know, like that you're not only processing your own trauma, but also your parents' trauma. Like now it's like, when I think back, you know, how I grew up and, you know, how my mom used to be really mean to me and she would punish me and discipline me all the time. But now I think about it and I'm like, you know what? Like, I cannot be mad at her because she didn't know any better. You know, she didn't know any better. She was just doing what, how she was raised. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it has taught me to not be like that with my own children. Yeah. It's like parenting from this place of trauma where it's um so especially if you grow up in like inner city or places where there's a lot of like physical danger mm-hmm. sometimes parents can always be in that like fight fight mode or flight mode so they're like hurry up come here and i just remember like we we partially grew up in an area that was not great. And I think that like my mom just really scared us about like everything. Don't ask me why in the eighties, I felt like kids were always getting kidnapped. Now they're like, we don't want your asses. (laughs) Uh, Now they're shooting up schools. But you know, the thing is, is like, I, so now there's like a different threat, you know, that, that I am like scared of as a parent. And so I've really had to, balance that with my own child because this last time that one of the last times because there's been so many sadly there was a school shooting my child's like I can't go to school I'm really scared I'm nervous there's this kid in my class and he's weird and he seems like and I'm like okay that's not very nice <laughs> maybe he's just emo um, but you know I had to really like even though I was really scared too like th- you know after those things occur that morning those are hard because you're like dropping your kid off at school and you're like, Oh shit, I really hope like nothing happens, you know? But, um, it's, it's just like when parents are traumatized and their brains are like in that mode and they're trying to survive, they never get into those places where they can really enjoy their children. So sometimes you see like grandkids get the best of your parents Mm -hmm. Because, <laughs> because they were not able to do that with their own children. Like my mom does is like the best grandparent. And so is my dad. Like I'm like, damn homie, I wish you were like that with me, you know? And he, I can see he's trying to like engage in like this relationship that he fantasized would happen as an, uh, as me being an adult. Like, Oh, well, I was your parent. So now that I'm older and I don't have responsibility for you, I want us to have this close relationship. And I'm just like, uh, this is weird to me because this is not, this is not what my, I remember. So it's, it's definitely, I think with therapy, I've learned I turned a corner because I think once I realized all the fucked up shit they did, I was super angry. I don't know if you went through something similar. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to go through that. When the therapist was asking me, like, um, you know, how do you feel? You know, how does it feel to, let's say, you know, go around your family and and see your your parents and, uh, you know, are, are they cool with you? You know, like, uh, f- you know, for example, the other day I, I saw my pops, you know what I'm saying? And um, um, it's it's like 
it, it's like he didn't even know that who I was, like no high, no nothing. And the therapist asked me, like, how did that make you feel? And I told him, I think the before I would come home and I would cry to my wife and I'd be like, why, like, why, why didn't he say hi? Like, you know, why isn't he talking to me? You know, like, what did I do? I didn't even do anything. Or he would be pissed at me for no reason just because he was having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? So the therapist asked me, like, how do you feel now because of how your family treats you? And I said, it used to hurt me. And now it's, it, it's anger. You know what I'm saying? Like, not anger, like I want to go sock them in the face or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's no longer sadness. Now it's, it's anger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm upset at my parents because, like, things are not okay with, with my family right now. And as a parent, I mean, I would think that the parent would sit the kids down and say, hey, hash it out. I don't like this. And, you know, knock it off already. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you guys are going through, hash it out. Let it go. Move on from this. And that, not with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, with us, it's like kind of like siding in a way. You know what I'm saying? So I told my therapist, like, how does it make me feel when I'm around my, my parents? Um, it's anger. I'm upset. I'm upset that they don't see that they hurt me or that they, you know, like, how do you not call your child? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not call your child and ask them how they're doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was like, okay. He's like, well, I'm going to teach you how to turn that anger into not caring at all. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how, did you get anger towards, towards your uh, So at first I, I felt like how you did. You know, I was in, I think it's more like resentment probably, like, you know, what you go through. Um, and I would, I would wonder too, like, how is it that, you know, it's my own family, but they're also hurting me. But then it's like, I don't know, like one day something just like sparked into me and I was like, you know what? And it's also because the therapist, like my therapist, we would always go through that, um, that visual where like there, she would be like, okay, these are things that are in your control. And then the, the bigger, bigger circle is what's out of your control. And she would always tell me like, you cannot control how other people behave. You cannot control how other people, um, you know, react to you. She would tell me, but you can control how you react to their behaviors. So, and then she would tell me that, um, you know, to just, you know, that if I, if I needed to cry, to cry it out, to let it, to let it, um, out. Um, and then she would just tell me that, you know, it was it, that, that I just couldn't control it. It's out of my control. So why, why worry about it if I, it's out of my control? Yeah. And that's kind of how I started just like, it's not that I don't care, you know, but it's just that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Obviously, like, you're still doing the same thing. You're never going to change. I'm not expecting you to change, which is another thing that I have learned in therapy is that um, you can have expectations yeah. because, you know, people, re unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't meet your expectations. And then that's when you start to get a lot of disappointment. Yeah, that I, I, I think that, <clears throat> you know, I kind of went through this phase of like, it's like grief. Because you have an image of what your family is. And I, and then we get the message, like, just overall society saying, like, your blood family is everything you sacrifice, everything you ride or die for those people. And especially, like, in your in our culture, it's like, family is it. 
Um, and I think th- like grieving that number one, I'm not going to have the parents or the relationships with my siblings that I thought I would. You know, I was super angry at my parents when I went through therapy and started to realize I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I really just like t- distanced myself and took a lot of stuff out on them because I was so angry about it. And the hard part is when you tell people that they've done something to you that have has hurt you and then they gaslight you like, that's not what happened. Oh, you know, my, my mom does this thing. <laughs> And actually, my mom and I are actually in a really good place. So, but she does it. She's well, she kind of still does it sometimes. She'll be like the guilt trip. I'm like, pack your bags. We're going on a guilt trip. Get your tickets ready. (laughs) She'll do this thing where she's like, "Um, well, I guess I'm just a bad mom, you know? And I'm like, one time I said, yeah, you were. And she was like, I'm like, well, then don't say that, you know? Um, And, you know, I think I I kind of started to soften up because then I got a teenager that was telling me similar stuff. I was like, oh, shit, you know, but it's like, you know, the the thing that makes it different from her to what I do with my own child is if my child tells me like, you did this or that, I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry I did that. Like, I, I, I'm going to apologize to you. I'm going to show you what it looks like to when there's um, a disruption in that relationship to apologize, um, which is very hard for me to do. That's like something I'm still working on. But, um, but you know, I, I think we have to just do the best we can and there's no such thing as perfection. We have to accept people like you were saying before, like we just have to accept people as they are, but also we don't have to have everyone in our life, you know, and there's sometimes where the behavior is so disruptive and so unhealthy and that person is not willing to meet us halfway. We either have to have a superficial relationship where it's like, Hey, by or we just don't have have one at all, unfortunately. Um, and I think that you know, if we're continually getting hurt, we have to protect ourselves. It's not it's not good for your mental health. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing. Said, <laughs> you, yeah, like, you wanted to say something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. And um, and it, it it's it's true. You know, like this is the reason why you know I keep saying like. Now I tend to spend a lot of time by myself alone with just me and my kids because I have worked so hard to be where I am now that I am not willing to compromise my peace. And that's how I see it. You know, I'm just like, I'm not going to allow you to come in here, disturb my peace. Because the other thing too is that I realized in therapy was that if I'm not okay, the people that are around me will not be okay. And, and I would always be like, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want this cycle to just continue. You know, I want to be able to break it. And I mean, it's, it's hard. It really is hard. But like I said, like once you start having that relationship that you didn't have growing up with your parents and you start having it with your own children, it's like the best feeling ever, you know, because at least for me, you know, um, I don't really discipline my children that much anymore, how I used to. You know, now I have a teenager. Now I tell him like, hey, you know what? Like, think about what you're doing 
because your actions have a consequence, you know, and then I have the 11 year old, which is Rocco. And, you know, now that he's a preteen uh, and I, I start telling him like, you know what, I understand you're going through your whole hormonal um, changes, but you also have to start thinking of what you're doing. Yeah, that's tough. But I really, I really love what you say. Like, you know, you're not going to disrupt my peace. And I think there, so I, I actually, um, follow this person, which that, that book, Dr. Nicola Perra, how to, how to meet yourself. Um, that book, she, she posted something online just saying like, there's just some people that are so used to chaos and crisis in their lives that they actually seek it out. So they'll continually do stuff. Like sometimes you meet those people and it's like always something, right? It's like, oh my Lord Jesus, like conflict with, you know, I, I, I know someone who's t- constantly in conflict with someone in their life, like constantly. And it's like, how do you live like that? It's like, I'm fighting with this person and we have drama with this person and we got drama with this person. And it's like, you know, um, when you're in that space where your energy is always chaotic or angry, it's like, that's not good for you on a cellular level, number one. And I'm like, and number two, it's like, how do you enjoy your life when you're constantly like, this person is after me and you're like posting really passive aggressive stuff the whole time on your, on your instant, like haters gonna hate. I'm like, whenever I see those haters gonna hate people, I'm like, Please call Kaiser Behavioral Health. Please. Well, like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck are you fighting with? Because a ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I know, I know, I think I know who you're talking about. And it's like, who are you fighting with? Like, like n- no one's even saying shit to you. Like, at least I don't think they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> anywho, anywho, moving on. <laughs> but it's true, you know, it's like, those are the kinds of things that therapy can help us resolve. Because I, I just see that person, and I actually know a couple people like that in my life. I'm kind of like distancing myself because it's like, do something to heal your life. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, like, oh, you're not healed. You're not in my life. Cause there's plenty of people that are like doing some really crazy shit. And I'm like, okay, he's still rolling with me. But, um, but that you start to kind of see that when you're with people and you're talking about like, oh, let's, you know, processing shit, healing, all that stuff. It's just a different mindset. And so you start to attract people that are like there too. Um, and it's interesting because I, I met, um, at one of her friends like last year or the year before and her. <laughs> what did you say? I said, who is that? <laughs> um, our friends. Uh, oh, yes yes yes, 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 yes. And so we, they were, you know, talking to, the husband was talking about therapy and I was like, you know, I think that also ha- helped Frank kind of feel like I can talk about it too. And he's, so one day he was talking to somebody he's very close with. They were upset. They were really, really struggling. And he's like, you know, I went to therapy and I was like, oh, wow. I didn't, I mean, I was really surprised because he's like 
over here being the salesperson for therapy. Um, and so, but I just told him like, I'm so proud of you of how far you have come that you are starting like, the way we have conversations is different. Like sometimes I'm really like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. But you know, but, but I feel like we can go down a healthier roads when we have disagreements with each other. It's not just like, you know, someone's upset or, or we're just going off about random things. It's like, you know, I just want to let you know that your behavior made me feel this way versus you're an asshole. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah. Well, sorry, her sounds acting up today. Um, I think what you shared today was just so amazing. And I really do appreciate you coming and like being vulnerable and telling us like your story. Cause I feel like it's someone out there probably feels the way you did bef- when you started your journey. And so I feel like we have our stories, but I feel like there, if we can get more people to just connect with like someone having an experience, you know, like you being a single mother, you know, not having that family support, and going to therapy and like getting these skills and finding like the spirituality. Like I really truly appreciate your vulnerability today. So thank you so much for. (laughs) And thank you for having me. Thank you for, you know, um, convincing Lydia with a Y to have me as a guest. There was was no convincing. Like it was, she was all for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Talked about it and she was all for it. So we're good. But thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone.